As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Craig Mish back with you in the house for another edition of the show. I got George Kurtz here with me today as Davis has the week off and George great to be back with you once again on fantasy sports today as we get toward crunch time and fantasy football playoffs right around the corner you're right right this is where last month of the season it last four weeks this is where we start to cry over every little thing that affects us and I guess costs us points in these games Greg yeah no it does for sure and let's get to our headlines here as we begin this edition of the show a big injury earlier in the week that's going to cost Deshaun Watson the rest of the season for the Cleveland Browns they play Pittsburgh this week we'll break that game down uh, Thursday night football in case you missed it significant injuries coming out of that Mark Andrews tight end of the Baltimore Ravens it was announced after the game he's probably out for the season with an ankle injury. So what the uh, Baltimore Ravens do and what your fantasy team does, I have no idea. Tight end's impossible to figure. Uh, Joe Burrow also, in case you missed Thursday night's game, he couldn't finish that game either. Had a wrist issue, and the final was 34-20 to 20 in that game. And so, George, I think that's a, probably a good place to begin because we got a rare Thursday game where there were 50-plus points scored in the game and really from some unforeseen players too like no none of the big guys ended up doing too much lamar jackson obviously was on display he actually was hurt and he came back in the game but as we go on in the fantasy football playoffs obviously losing andrews is a huge story because i think there's probably only one tight end better in fantasy and in reality and his name is travis kelsey yeah, this is sort of a trickle-down effect, right? Because now we have to wonder how this is going to hurt the entire offense here. Not only did you lose Andrews, but you know, Lamar Jackson, what do you call him? It's the, the butter to his bread, I believe is how you call, call the Andrews in the, after the game there. Uh, I mean, are they going to be able to get the ball now to the wide receivers as efficiently? You know, teams aren't going to worry about the tight end anymore. Isaiah likely is a nice guy. You know, but he's not Mark Andrews here. So, like I said, the trickle-down effect will be real here. They'll have an extra couple of days to figure it out because they have the Thursday game here. But, Craig, you and I both know, tight head was brutal anyway. Right? It was brutal to begin with if everybody was healthy. And now we just lost, uh, you know, if not the number one tight end, the number two tight end, or a top three. You want to put Hawkinson in there, I'll throw you, I'll give you TJ as well here. Brutal. And then we don't even talk about Joe Burrow. We don't know if and when he's returning. Yeah, no, it's crazy to think that with all the quarterback issues that we even have some more going into next week as well. And, George, interesting part of this upcoming slate in the NFL this week, I don't know how much you dove into it. I know we're going to do it throughout the show, is a lot of big favorites. And so there is potential as, uh, potential as what we would say for some smash spots in fantasy football for some players as well. And naturally, we're just looking to kind of close out the season, those people who are in playoff position, push through and then on the flip side if you're out of it try to be competitive for the rest of the way exactly uh you know, listen if you're not if, if you're whatever i don't know two and eight whatever you're, you're right is still set your lineup you know try try and win try just try and keep it real i'm not in, in every league a couple leagues that i'm uh, i'm out of uh, a couple weeks where we can trade draft picks i actually traded mark andrews uh, i think on tuesday to somebody that's wow. somebody's not happy i can tell you that uh listen in another league once again trade draft picks i have joe burrow and like, oh, great, now I can't trade, or at least not now. i got to hope, once again, that uh, he, he gets, I guess, a, a good bill of health. How about that, that he's not going to be out. Trade deadline is now 12 days in that league. So I need him to return within, uh, if not next weekend, shortly thereafter. So we'll see how that works out. But, yeah, I do set my lamps, even if I'm out of it. Hey, play spoiler. It can be fun knocking somebody else out. Yeah, and that's part of it. One league, I'm you know, probably in that situation, not totally clear yet, but it looks like I am in another league. I'm you know, pressing for the playoffs, uh, no doubt about it. So, George, like kind of as it stands right now, as we go into this week of the NFL season, as I mentioned, very big favorites on the board, Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, 
San Francisco 49ers. But this is one of those weeks, too, where you just never know because you would guess that there's going to be an upset in store. And when you look at it this week, does it seem as clear-cut as it is on paper? You know, it it does seem clear-cut, right? The three games you've mentioned here. And I'm surprised we actually don't have more. There are a lot of bad teams in the NFL. It just seems like, you know, I mean, Craig, you and I have been watching football forever. It just seems like this is one of those years where, yeah, there's, there's a smattering of good teams, but no great teams, a smattering of really good teams, and then a lot of bad, bad teams for whatever reason. Uh, so I'm not surprised by the double digits. But you just said, out of those three, I doubt all three, Miami, Dallas, and San Fran, you know, destroy their opponents here. Some One of those three will cover. They may not win, but they'll get a backdoor cover here, uh, garbage time, touchdown, whatever it might be. So uh, as far as the gambling aspect is concerned, I think this weekend's a great teaser weekend. You know, maybe you want to tease the Cowboys down to right. four and a half. You know, down uh, to, uh, the Miami down to about five points. I think it's a, uh, a very good teaser weekend. Yeah, it is. And you know, one uh, note also that was updated later in the week is that Georgia does look like Matthew Stafford is going to be back for the Los Angeles Rams. He had his full complement of practices. We also saw the line shift to where it looks like he's going to play. So that's certainly good news for his receivers and that offense. Yeah, that, that's a must. That's a must here. Uh, it's good for Nakua, good for Cup. So uh, I think Cup probably, I mean, listen, they're going to see a lot of Witherspoon, right? We figure that kid is really, really good uh, cornerback yeah. for the Seattle Seahawks there. But you, know, you can't cover both guys. You know, so assuming uh, you know, L.A. keeps it uh, interesting and moves these guys around, they'll both have opportunities here. So, yes, we do like Stafford returning. I don't know if I'm going to start Stafford in anything other than a uh, super flex right. two-quarterback league, but you're starting Nakua, you're starting Cup. I was going to say with confidence, well, with more confidence. How about that? Than what we would have done without uh, without Matt Stafford. I still worry about this. You know, it's a, uh, a thumb injury, right? If he lands on that, get their hit, uh, I still have my you know, worries that can he finish the game? You know, so I, uh, that does uh, concern me somewhat. And, hey, all right, let's not have him catch a pass. All right, in that game versus Dallas, he left the game after catching a pass. You were down three, four touchdowns. What are you doing here? Can we be smart about this thing? So let's just not have him catch any passes. Yeah, no, I mean, that's uh, definitely the key. And then let's close it out with this, George, is that this is the one week in fantasy that we know that no games will probably be decided until Monday night football with the Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, high total in this game as well. Weather could potentially be a factor, but anybody in fantasy who's up or down, I think this is one of those weeks where we're going to see a lot of shifting on Monday night. You got me thinking now. Do I have somebody in this in this game in every uh, every every game I'm playing this week? Probably most of us do, right? It's funny, Craig. Uh, weather, regardless, and I heard the same weather reports you did. I don't think this is going to be a, a high scoring game. I only going to get what we get 51 points last night. I only going to get I get that. You know, I think it's going to be more in the uh, you know 24, 21 range. You know, about 45 points. Uh, Kansas City is not the same offense that they used to be. They're just not. They're not built. Pat Mahomes, uh, Pat Mahomes throwing the ball left and right. He doesn't have the weapons anymore. And teams have realized, hey, what's a passing situation? Let's double cover Kelsey. Let's force Tony to beat us. Force Hardman to beat us. Force anybody else but Kelsey to beat us. And listen, I don't know if, uh, if Taylor Swift's going to show up to the game uh, either here. So we'll see here. But I don't think this is going to be a 60-70 uh, you know, point ball game. All right. Well, we'll preview that game and all of the games of the upcoming slate in the second hour of our two-hour show here on Fantasy Sports Today. So you can stay with us throughout the two hours if you're just poking in and out. Just want to hang out for a little bit here on the show. Coming up next, George and I are going to go through some start or sit questions for fantasy football. So stay on the grid for that. Fantasy Sports Today here with you every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. And maybe you're watching the show streaming or watching it at another time. We're with you throughout the weekend to help you out. We'll be back with more FST right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish along with George Kurtz here on the show for the next hour and 45 minutes as we break down everything in fantasy. Davis has the week off, so George, it's time for us, as always, to go through some of the start-sit questions, and we'll start off today with a couple of running backs. Let's begin with the Minnesota Vikings. Alexander Madison has the backfield to himself. Early results, not bad, can't complain. He He does have three touchdowns on the season, 461 rushing yards, 24 receptions, and 164 receiving yards. I guess the question is, George, do you like the matchup for Madison here? And also in a situation where there's so many injuries and players moving on, I mean, he's RB27 on the season. He's more or less a flex option, but with Cam Akers out for the year, you would figure with Dobbs playing and the Vikings playing better football that Madison still will get the complimentary uh, rushes for the Vikings. Well, the first thing we got to make sure is that Mass is going to play, right? He's in concussion protocol. All right, so we uh, got to make sure he's going to play. Uh, if he passes all the test by Sunday morning, I guess he is going to be in there. Uh, we do like him if he's in the lineup. Denver, they're the worst uh, team in fantasy against uh, the running game. So they give up, uh, what is it here, uh, something like 20-something points against the running backs. Yeah, 32, 33 points to running backs. So, yeah, we're going to like Madison if he clears concussion protocols in there. And listen, if he's not in there, we're going to like Chandler too. All right. Uh, yeah. My biggest worry is this. You know, Craig, if Madison does play, are they going to split it now with Chandler? You know, are we not mm-hmm. going to get full Madison? Who's going to be the goal line guy? You know, I always wonder this. You know, when you're coming back from a concussion, do they, uh, especially for a running back, do they worry about the goal line hits? Because, you know, you're putting your head down pretty much automatically and trying to plow in there from uh, one yard out there or under a yard. Within the, five, within the five yard. Oh, it all worries me that maybe he doesn't get those carries anymore. Maybe that's definitely Chandler's role on Sunday no matter what. So I like Madison, sure. All the numbers tell us we're going to like Madison. But we have to make sure he's in the lineup, and then we, we're going to have to worry if Chandler's going to be that guy where he's going to get the goal line carries. Yeah, very important, I think, uh, late Sunday and Monday to check in to Madison's status to see if he's in there. And if he, if so, probably a good play, as, as George mentioned, against Denver. Now, the Rams running back situation started off the season really well with Kyron Williams, and then he got hurt. The Rams brought in Daryl Henderson. And George, you know, simply put, without Stafford at quarterback, the Rams offense just has not resembled what it should. Uh, 111 rushing yards on the season for Henderson, a touchdown. Receiving yards is really where he's made his mark. Only six receptions on the season. But a a healthy running back situation with the Rams, I think, leaves Henderson out, doesn't it? It's a mess, right? It's just a mess there. Because you mentioned you got Henderson. And you got Royce Freeman. All right. And uh, does Kyrie Williams have a chance of coming back? We'll find out. I think they have to activate him by 4.30 Eastern time on Saturday for that to happen here. Seattle, another team, not good against the run. They give about 26 points to uh, the running backs uh, each game here. So, yes, we'd be interested. But like I said, this is a mess. Stafford's coming back. They could throw the ball more. They're not going to be a run-heavy team. Uh, as you sort of said there, eh, he's not somebody who's on my radar. Not. Uh, so I'm going to pass on him, uh, especially if Kyrie Williams was, uh, is activated for this game here. I probably would, if I, even if Williams isn't activated, I would probably rather have Royce Freeman. Yeah, no, at this point, Henderson just looks like a guy they picked up, practice squad type guy, but getting some playing time there. Uh, Okay, Jacksonville's offense, I don't know what's happened here, George, but it hasn't been nearly as impressive as we thought it was going to be, and that includes Calvin Ridley, who was a target for a lot of people on the season. He does have 61 targets this year, but only 35 receptions, 471 yards, and two touchdowns. There's a lot being made of Lawrence and the reads that he has, and I know one of the defenders said that he always looks for this first read and maybe uh, Lawrence being exposed a little bit. I, I find that hard to believe. I think Lawrence will make the adjustment, but clearly Ridley's season hasn't gone the way that most thought it would this year. 
No, it has not. And uh, a lot we can look at here. Uh, all right. Jacksonville got wrecked by San Fran uh, last week, which was uh, somewhat surprising. Both teams were coming over by. You would have thought, you know, maybe Jacksonville would have had a better game plan than what ended up what happening there. But we know San Fran went healthy. Yeah, one of the best teams in football. So maybe, maybe we forgive Jacksonville for one bad week here. When it comes to Ridley, and I don't know if I talked about it with you on this show, Craig, earlier in the year or actually before the season. I was not on Ridley. When was the last time we saw somebody who had sat out a couple of seasons, regardless of why he said it, it doesn't matter, but who hadn't played in a couple of seasons, come back and be really, you know, oh, my God, you know, he's that kind of player. So I thought the, the hype on him was way overdone here. And then we have Lawrence, who you sort of mentioned it, who has struggled, especially in the red zone he has struggled. You know, if he'd be on the Cowboys, he'd be all over this, by the way. Right? We've killed Dak for their struggles in the red zone. Uh, Lawrence, his numbers are actually worse, right? Not playing well in the red zone. This hurts fantasy to you. We need those points. We need touchdowns. And right now, nobody's getting it other than maybe Travis Etienne on this team. Is Ridley a sit this uh, week? Probably not. But he's down into that wide receiver three category. Tennessee, once again, a bottom quarter team against the pass. They give up points to, uh, to wide receivers. So we want our wide receivers against Tennessee. But is it going to be Ridley? Is it going to be Kirk? Chance Zay Jones is back in this game as well. I know he has his, he has injury problems. He has problems off the field as well. But he is practicing. So his chance he plays as well. And that would hurt uh, the targets here. Also, the team didn't see the, be the same without Zay Jones for whatever reason. I mean, you want, I mean, Ridley's a better receiver. Kirk's a better receiver. But Zay Jones seems to be sort of the glue there that keeps everything together. Yeah, no, and, and listen, they're just going more to other receivers. And the next player we're going to talk about is in a similar situation, except for he's the go-to guy. Did not have this coming, George, at the beginning of the year, but Gabe Davis has five touchdowns on the season. And, and in this day and age of the NFL where no one's scoring, that is a ton. I mean, the pace, George, is 10 for, for Gabe Davis. He's wide receiver 22 on the season. Now, Buffalo went through a lot this week. They fired Ken Dorsey. They brought in Joe Brady. You know Stephon Diggs is not happy with the targets that he's getting. So I guess the question is, do we see a shift in targets? It's not like Gabe Davis was setting the world on fire. It's just he was very touchdown dependent and, and has been scoring a ton. Yeah, he and uh, that's you need Davis to score, right? Because he's not going to be that guy who catches nine balls for you know 112 yards. He's going to need that touchdown uh I don't want to say touchdown deodorant. I don't think that's fair. Uh, he's better than that, but uh, you need the TD to really get him to pay off. Listen, you're playing the Jets this week. That's a really good defense. Uh, now, Source Gardner is not going to be living on Davis. And Source Gardner does not travel, by the way. He generally plays the left side. That's where he's going to stay. Uh, I expect Dorsey to move receivers around. He's not going to want Diggs well matched up against uh, Gardner you know, every play. So he's going to move these guys around here, try and get that offense somewhat working. It's a little bit broke, a little bit broke, but also... I don't think they're going to be throwing the ball deep into the secondary over and over again. That's not the way to beat the Jets. The way you beat the Jets is not to make mistakes. All right, that brings up Josh Allen. He's made a lot of mistakes, right? It's been a big thing this week. But the Jets, you sort of have to play conservative football. If you play conservative football, the Jets can't beat you because they can't score either. So I think it's going to be kind of a boring game here. I'm not starting Davis this week if I can help it. It always depends on what else you're having in your roster, but I'd rather see Davis you know, plant it to my bench. Yeah, he, he's going to be one of those guys that's going to rank inside the top 25 or 30 at the end of the season that people aren't going to start. It's just a fact. Uh, okay, now Josh Dobbs has gone to Minnesota. And, uh, you know, by the way, he's looked fantastic, George. I mean, there's not enough accolades that we could give this guy for as well as he's played. Now, he didn't play this well in Arizona, which makes it all the more shocking that he's doing this right now with the Minnesota Vikings. In fact, he's rushed for five touchdowns on the season and 11 touchdown passes and you saw him running in the end zone last week as well is Dobbs now a starting quarterback every week in fantasy you know he might be a lot of injuries a lot of injuries to quarterbacks here right you know, it's in Denver uh, Denver has rebounded we've seen that right there they've beaten Kansas City now Buffalo back-to-back -back weeks they're they're a different team than they were earlier in the season they're not that 70 point team that they gave up to uh, Miami anymore. So I don't know if he's an automatic start here, but he's, I mean, my, he's top 10 for me. So it's, for me, he is an automatic start. But you might have, you might be better off here. I don't see the big game though, though. I think he's a conservative play in this one. I don't think he's going to, you know, all of a sudden get a you know, 30, 40 point game for you. I think he's going to get in that 18 to 22 range here. Startable, but not a guy who's going to win you a league all by himself.
Makes sense, but Dobbs has been a favorite for a lot of fantasy owners the last couple of weeks. We'll see if he does it again in Denver this week. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. Hope your weekend is off to a good start. We're going to keep it going for you right after this break. Craig Miss George Kurtz, Fantasy Sports Today, this weekend as we get you ready for the upcoming week in the NFL. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. As part of our discussion here on Fantasy Sports today, there's always the good, the bad, and the ugly. And boy, it was ugly last week in a very big way for a lot of fantasy starters. And George and I are going to break it down. We'll go through some of last week's letdowns and see whether or not George thinks, or I think, that they can turn it around this week. And at the running back position, one of the biggest letdowns of the fantasy season, George, has been... A guy on your favorite team, Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. We're even hearing rumors that Rico Dowdle could get more involved in the Cowboys running back offense. He's in the top 50 of running backs. He was drafted inside the top 15 at the beginning of the season. And so many people, George, in the fantasy community are just shocked that Pollard has looked no better having the role to himself than he did. You could make the case he looked better when Ezekiel Elliott was in Dallas. Oh, he definitely looked better when Elliott was in Dallas. Now, once again, I think we sort of forget that he did break his ankle, you know, in that game against San Fran that was that end of his season last year. Uh, so maybe we shouldn't be surprised that he's a little slower, a little slower uh, this season than he was last year. Maybe he's still working his way back from that. You know, there's been some theories that the Dallas Cowboy offensive line is just not a good run-blocking line. I don't know if I buy that. We've got the same guys there, you know, Tyron Smith, yeah, Zach Martin. I mean, Tyler Tyler Smith is there. It's the same, pretty much the same line. They were good last year, not good this year. You know, I don't know if I really buy that. So it sort of is what it is. Now, this would be a little different if the play calling was also more geared towards Pollard. And I'm not complaining, by the way. It's uh, it's working right. with Dallas Thomas, so it is what it is. But, you know, Pollard got down within, within the one-yard line on first down last year, uh, last week. And then they pass the next two plays. And they lose yardage on that, and they, end up, they run him on fourth down, and he doesn't quite get there again. So if they keep running him, he probably does get in the end zone. Now, Carolina, second-worst team against running backs in fantasy. So we, we're, gonna, we're starting ball. We're starting with confidence this week. But I'll give you something else to keep in mind here. What would you say earlier? Double digits, right? Double-digit favorites the Cowboys are. They should have this game in hand. Mid-third quarter, Dallas plays on Thanksgiving four days later. I don't know if Powell's going to get his normal uh, amount of snaps here, normal amount of touches here. Rico Dowdle is going to play. I'm not saying start Dowdle, by the way. I'm not. But I think Powell expected the huge game. Those Carolines bad against the run. We think Dowdle's going to score 30-plus points. You might want to keep it in check because I think they're going to take it easy here. Once this game is in hand, everybody comes out. Let's get ready for uh, Washington on Thursday. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Last week, Dallas did not do that at all. <laughs> and they just kept throwing the ball like crazy, even though they were up 40 against the Giants. But again, they didn't have to play in four days after that. So we'll see what Dallas's game plan is. Uh, okay, the Tennessee Titans, uh, Derrick Henry. I made a trade to acquire Derrick Henry last week. It was like a boom or bust type deal. I, I had to win. So I traded uh, Devin Achan. And I was like, I, I'm, you know, George, I, I couldn't afford to lose another game while I lost. And, you know, Derrick Henry... It was playing, and Deonta Forbitt was on my bench. And if I hadn't made the trade, go figure, I would have won. 24 rushing yards last week. So sad. RB 47 on the season. 
headed to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, George. I don't think there's any question about that. But, I mean, I, I don't know what he's going to do the rest of the season. I feel like the Titans made a mistake not trading him at the deadline. Oh, I agree with you. I 1,000% agree with you. The only excuse I can give for not trading Henry at the deadline would be if they thought that by keeping him, it would help less. You know, because they need the strong running game, which I, I can sort of buy if you're going to go in that direction. But that being said, yeah. Unless you were getting a seventh-round pick and you didn't, okay, fine, we'll keep him. But I think they would have gotten better than that. They should have moved him. Uh, he had he had more value being traded, giving you a you know fourth round pick than he does on your team. So I'm uh, I'm completely there with you. And listen, I know I can see people rolling their eyes when you said you traded a, a Chan. You said you had to win. All right, what's the Chan going to do for me? I've made some trades too. You'd be like shaking your head. How did you trade that guy? Well, I needed a win last week. Loss means I was out of it. Not going to help me if I'm three and six or three and seven, whatever it might have been. I needed to win now, so we, we make the deals that we have to make there in order to win fantasy leagues. Uh, Henry has been sort of disappointing, right? Up, down, up, down. Not the guy we expected. The offense, I, Levis looked great in his first game, right? Throw those bombs to Hopkins over and over again, putting up all those touchdowns. And now we're back to reality, where we're not scoring points here. I think they'll have a little bit more success against Jacksonville on Sunday. And if, you, if you're sitting Henry, God bless you. It means you have one hell of a running back core here. You can't do it. Uh, so I'm starting Henry, but not with confidence. How about that? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he gets in the end zone. Get me my 15, 18 points. I would be thrilled. Yeah, I would have taken that last week. That didn't happen. Now, one of the biggest disappointments, not just last week, but on the season, George, and we, we discussed it in case you missed it and you weren't watching the show about 10 minutes ago, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Stephon Diggs is having a season to forget he only had three receptions of 34 yards last week on a josh allen team it's crazy and he's outside the top 50 as wide receivers i mean you got to start him every week there's no doubt but this was just not the season that people thought Diggs would have and by the way didn't start off like this it's just progressed like this as the season's gone on yeah correct his overall fantasy numbers are good he's about uh, top five top eight wide receiver so that's good but lately not so good. Craig, uh, it's the Jets. Source Gardner's going to be on him a bunch. This is probably not the week to get healthy. I mean, one thing we have seen in fantasy this year, and probably, listen, every year, is that the uh, squeaky wheel has gotten the grease. And although he wasn't the squeaky wheel, his brother, Trayvon, was the squeaky wheel and, uh, for his favor, saying he's got to get out of there. You know, but we've seen it this year. Wide receiver goes off, complains. All of a sudden, the next week, he's getting eight, nine. We Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb, others, Chase. They're in the, uh, uh, A.J. Brown is probably the biggest uh, poster child for this. All right, but, boy, playing with Jets, you're starting him. And once again, it's almost the same thing as Derek Henry. I'm starting him, but not with a lot of confidence. I, uh, nobody goes off against the Jets. You just don't. And like I said, I said before, the way to beat the Jets NFL-wise, don't make mistakes. Don't force the ball. Uh, turning the ball over is how you lose to the New York Jets. It's the only offense they're going to have you turn the ball over. They're not going to be able to move up and down the field against you with Zach Wilson at quarterback. So, no, I don't see this being the, uh, the cure-all week. That's not to say he can't get a touchdown. He'll he'll do better than 334. I'll, I'll give you that. But that's, that's about all I can promise you here. Yeah, just a, a tough week for Diggs last week. Same for uh, Adam Thielen, who did end up getting 10 fantasy points. And, you know, George, this is one of those situations for me, at least with a player, that no matter what happens the rest of the season, you got what you wanted out of Thielen. Because again, in all likelihood, you're not playing week 17 in fantasy football. And who knows, even if you have Thielen, if you made the playoffs. But the first seven or eight weeks of his fantasy season were, were fantastic. But the regression has snuck back in. And unfortunately, Bryce Young has not been able to get the ball as often as he would like to Thielen. Yeah, and you wouldn't think uh, Sunday against the Cowboys pass rush is going to be where they figure it out, right? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm still kind of interested in Thielen, all right? Because, well, we expect them to be down multiple scores. That's a lot of opportunities, right? They're going to have to sit back there and throw the ball a bunch, you know. So we think there'll be chances for him to get the, those targets, get some uh, even garbage. I don't care if it's garbage time or not. We just want our points here. So I'm interested in Thielen this week. I think he'll, uh, I think he'll eat. I think it'll be garbage time. I think the final score of this game is going to be 34-13. So we're really going to hope the one touchdown that Carolina gets is Thielen here. But I think the chance will be there for him to get those catches. Whether or not they're on target, whether or not they're picked off, whether or not the young is flat on his back from the Cowboys pass rush, well, that remains to be seen. But I think Thielen is a start this week. 
All right, and then finally, let's get to Trevor Lawrence, who does have a good matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Probably the worst fantasy game of Lawrence all season long. No touchdowns, two interceptions against the San Francisco 49ers. I would expect a bounce back this week, George. I don't know to what degree, but as they would say, can't get any worse, right, than it was last week? <laughs> no, it can't get any worse. All right. Uh, and Tennessee, generally, you, you've been able to throw on them. Uh, so, once again, he, he's a top 12. All right. I got to think you're going to uh, you're starting him this week. And I, as you said, it'll be a bounce back to, what some, to some degree. Now, do I think he's going to throw you four touchdowns? Uh, probably not. All right. He hasn't been that guy. It's been the red zone issues. You know, between the 20s, they move the football there. But the red zone has been a problem. Whether or not they need a big target, whether maybe Evan Ingram hasn't been that guy this year as far as the tight end in the red zone. Are they missing Zay Jones or the deep balls hasn't worked out? Whatever it might be. But we know the weapons are there. Ingram, Kirk. I mean, these guys are good here. Ridley. You know, no matter what I might think, he's still a good wide receiver. Etienne out of the backfield. Good. You know, so they should have opportunities here. you got to think they're a little angry it's that schlocking they took uh, last week here. You're at home. You know, divisional game, too. You don't like Tennessee. So I'm going to go for the bounce back. I think he will be a top 12 quarterback. But do I think he's going to be a guy, once again, who wins a, a game all by himself? Probably not. Probably not that guy. Uh, no, I, I think I think it's kind of one of those things where if you have Lawrence, you got to use him unless you're looking for a better option. Um Let's quickly go to Justin Fields this week. I know that he didn't play last week, but he's going to return for the Chicago Bears. Full practice again on Friday, George, so it looks good. All systems go there. What do you think we get from Fields the rest of the way? I think we get sort of reckless abandon here. You know, I think Fields knows uh, that, listen, I, I'm going to have to run to win games. You know, I don't know. I don't know. If Chicago wants to win games. Now, when I say that, I mean that more upper management than I do uh, coaches or players. They always want to win games. But uh, I think he knows he has to run. Chicago's in an interesting situation, right? They're likely to have the. I think the odds between the because they have Carolina's number one pick. Odds are they're going to have the first overall pick. So they need to make judgments as well. You know, is Fields the guy? Are we going to trade him in the offseason? So in some ways, Fields is auditioning for the other thirty-one teams. Right to see what's out there because uh, uh, the Chicago Bears could have choices. Maybe it's Fields, maybe it's Caleb Williams, maybe it's somebody else. We'll see. So I think Fields is uh, going to be motivated to play here. Also, another game we expect it's not double-digit favorites, but the uh, Lions are what seven and a half point favorites. We expect the Lions to be up by multiple scores. So he's going to have to win the game, throw the ball either with his arm or his legs. Justin Fields has to win the game. I think he runs this week, so I think he's going to have be somewhat valuable. All right, Kyler Murray also back for Arizona off a very good first week back in the NFL. All right, coming up next, time to look at the pricing over on DraftKings. From a daily fantasy perspective, George will give us some tips on who to play this week for the upcoming week of fantasy football. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig and George here with you as Davis has the week off. Don't forget, Sunday morning, Joe Pizapia and Matt Stryker taking you up to pro football today. I'll go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. Those of you getting ready to play for a million bucks on DraftKings this weekend, maybe you're playing on FanDuel, who knows? George and I are going to give you some tips as to who you could potentially use in your fantasy football matchups. Just a reminder, lots of games this week, a lot of potential high-scoring games for the first time in a while. 
And, George, that's what we like to see in the NFL. We've kind of missed out on some of the high-scoring games like we've seen for so many years. You know, quarterbacks are really at a premium now. We do have the best game that's not on the slate on Monday Night Football between Kansas City and Philadelphia, but some pretty good choices, I think, going into the week. Yeah, though, you said a lot of double-digit points here, right? Points, right? So we expect points from those teams. So this is a, a week maybe you want to look for those hookups, right? Uh, get your quarterback and wide receiver combos there. So I think it's what we're looking for here. What's the Dallas combo here, a San Fran combo here. Even Detroit uh, is uh, an, op- an opportunity here. We do expect some points. I believe I saw a stat the other day. This is one of the lowest-scoring seasons in over 20 years. So this is not just in our imagination. This is reality. We're not getting points scored this year for whatever reason. For an NFL, for the league that you know they want points, Every rule is designed to put points on the board. Yeah, it is. And at quarterback this week, the options are as follows. For those of you getting ready to set your lineup, get out the app, punch these names in. Dak Prescott of Dallas. Boy, what an unbelievable week he had last week, along with CD, who we'll talk about coming up. C.J. Stroud has jumped up to 7,000 on DraftKings this week, George, because of how well he has played. Jared Goff, 6,600. And then Sam Howell, one of the cheaper options at 6,300. Take us through the matchups this week and why you like these four. Yeah, you know, if you want to spend up, you're going Dak, right? He's the hottest quarterback in the NFL right now. Not sure that's going to change all that much on Sunday. It's another uh, decent matchup for him. Now, one thing to consider, the Cowboys are a di- different team on grass or on the road than they are at home. Right. They've won 13 straight home games, whatever that number is. Uh, they're 18-1 and one in their last 19 games on turf. Two and eight in the last 10 games on stuff that cows eat. So keep that in mind here. They're a different team on grass. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Their last game on grass was against the Philadelphia Eagles. They played fine. Uh, as far as fantasy, you, you have taken the numbers here. Sure, Dak melted down on the last drive there, the game-winning drive, but he put up points before that. So you're not, bottom line is this, you're not afraid to start Dak. Do you want to spend the money? That's really the question here. Or would you rather go with the cheaper option? And the cheaper options, uh, when you look at it, I mean, C.J. Stroud right now, George, is playing out of this world. My only concern with playing him is how popular he could end up being this week. Yeah, that, that's oh, the problem with Dak as well, right? We all know the numbers with Dak. and oh, he's, he's not, People call you for an MVP consideration. Same thing with Stroud. Also, his name is being mentioned in the MVP. That's probably a little crazy. All right, I don't see that happening. I certainly, wouldn't, I don't think I'd put money on that. Uh, he'll get the rookie of the year, but I don't think he's gonna, uh, he'll be an MVP at the end of the year. They won't give him both. All right, we've seen that. Just like the uh, MVP that never gets Offensive Player of the Year, which I don't understand at all, by the way. But uh, you know, they, they don't get both here. That being said, Stroud has looked good. He's got the moxie. He's got the confidence, right? And he's got the receivers. Tank Dell, Nico Collins been good. Singletary's been good. Running back too, at least good enough to keep teams honest. But they can't just uh, go up the Stroud, go after those receivers here. So, yeah, if you want to save a little bit of money here, I have no issue going with Stroud. No issue at all. It is against Arizona. We're not talking the greatest of secondaries here. You know, uh, my thing is this. If I'm not going to start Dak, you know, because you, you, know, you want to pay up at wide receiver, you want to pay up at running back, I know $300 is going to be enough for me. You know, plus, as you just said, Stroud is going to be more highly owned this week than he has been in the past. I think I'm going to drop further down uh, the money list here as far as the quarterback's concerned if I need to save money. All right. Well, there you go. You see Goff at 6,600. <clears throat> Excuse me, Howell at 6,300 as we close out the quarterbacks. All right. At running back, it's as easy as it gets this week. If you want to just play the best guy, you're going to have to pay the price. Christian McCaffrey, 9300 on DraftKings this week. What a price to pay for him, but he's just great every single week. Jameer Gibbs is up to 7000 for the Lions. He had a nice game last week against the Chargers. Kenneth Walker the third, 6700 And as George mentioned, Devin Singletary. His price is higher, but not prohibitive from using at 5300 on DraftKings. George, break it down. Yeah, listen, when I think when it comes to McCaffrey, I mean, he's going to score a touchdown this week. He's, I mean, you heard of all the, you know, all the jokes they were making last week that, you know, what do you say, I suck because uh, he has, everybody else on San Francisco scored a touchdown except him. He had his streak broken of touchdowns last week. He's scoring this week. Uh, There's like no doubt in my mind he's scoring this week. Uh, one problem can be Tampa Bay, second best team against fantasy running backs. They only uh, average about 15.4 points given up. Now, my camera is better than your average running back there, but uh, let you know uh, Tampa Bay can generally play the run. It's the pass they have issues with here, so keep that in mind here. But uh, it'd be difficult not to play McCaffrey because I think one is his floor. One touchdown is his floor. It wouldn't shock me if it's two. Hell, it wouldn't shock me if it's three. All right, so no, no shock at all here. I like Jameer Gibbs a lot. 
And I'm, I listen, I think he's the, the best running back they have. But damn, you know, Montgomery pretty good too. So he got to get yep. fed. All right. And that's an issue there because is there enough of both here? They're not just going to forget about Montgomery. Plus, I think Goff, he's on my quarterback list. I think Goff's going to have success through the air. I think uh, Detroit's going to put up 30 plus points in this game. So can everybody eat? Someone's not going to, but Gibbs is a is a big play waiting to happen. This game's on turf as well. Love Gibbs on Sunday. I think he's going to do well, and I'll save my $2,300 there. Kenneth Walker will also uh, solid play. Kenneth Walker's that boomer bus guy. You know, uh, and listen, uh, what is it, 6,700? Mm, I don't know that's big enough savings for me not to uh, uh, not to, to start him over Gibbs here. But Kenneth Walker's boomer busting. I think he'll have a boom uh, play on Sunday, either, either in the passing game or the run game here. And Devin Singletary can't say No one's talking about him. Uh, he's going to start again. I don't see Damian Pierce playing. We'll wait till we get the inactives at 11.30 tomorrow. But uh, I don't think he's going to play there. Singletary has been very good. Had a monster game last week. A monster game that no one's talking about here. We're all talking about Stroud and how well he played. Singletary was fantastic on last Sunday here. Not going to have much competition. He gets 75% of the touches when Pierce is out. That's very few running backs who can match that. He is a pure running back one when uh, Pierce is out. And I don't think Pierce is playing here. So, yeah, I'm all on board the Singletary train. Yeah, Singletary, uh, who would have thought at this stage of the season would be a starting fantasy running back, but there's no question, and also in daily fantasy. Okay, let's go to the wide receiver position. The Raiders visit Miami, and Tyreek Hill's got a great matchup ahead of him if he can make the most of it. On DraftKings, he's priced at 9,300. C.D. Lamb, out of this world numbers the last few weeks, 9,200. Amon Ross St. Brown did very well against the Chargers. He's 88. Ayuk is 72. And Tank Dell of the Houston Texans, George, 5,900. Yeah, this is weird. Just take your choices here. All right. Do you want to pay up here? You got Tyreek Hill. We all know him. If he's even, he's leaving. They take their deep shots with him. No one's been able to cover him really a uh, long time, all season long. Maybe the Buffalo Bills, they kept him in check there. They're coming off a bye, so he'll be completely healthy. Yeah, uh, I think Hill's going to have a monster week. You said it about CeeDee Lamb. He's setting records now. Three straight games of double-digit uh, receptions and 150 yards. Uh, I think that might come to an end on Sunday, but he'll have a good week. It's not, uh, you know, 10-150. You, you really can't rely on that. And certainly I expect him to get in the end zone once again. Uh, I'm all over Detroit. You know, I'm on St. Brown, the, the sun god here. Had a fantastic season. Uh, another guy, I, you can always guarantee you, what's a bad game for him? 683? You know, he could easily have seven, over 100, a touchdown. I expect him to get that this week. I think Goff's going to have a fine game. I think everybody in Detroit eats this week, including uh, the tight end there, the running back, the wide receivers, the quarterback. They all eat. You know, good games there. So, uh, Brandon Ayuk, I'm stacking here. You know, it's tough. Do you want Ayuk? Do you want Debo Samuel? You know, which way do we go here? Ayuk seems to be looked at more in the end zone. That's why I went with him over Debo here. Uh, I think Debo is probably the better player here, but Purdy seems to look for Ayuk in the uh, red uh, in the end zone here. Got lucky last week. That throw, that touchdown pass to Ayuk really should have been picked off. Uh, but that being said, he looks for him. It's all I need. And if you don't want Tank Dell, take Nico Collins. You know, either way, uh, they're both very good players here. Both likely to eat on Sunday as well. Yep, I agree with you there. And uh, focusing in on Detroit is where we go to the tight end position. And Sam Laporta has had probably the best tight end rookie season we've seen in some time. 5,800 on FanDuel this week, a must play as Detroit's offense with Ben Johnson continues to score. Dalton Kincaid all of a sudden has come on really strong. That was unexpected, George. He's at 4,900. And Trey McBride, an afterthought with Zach Ertz in Arizona, went from about minimum price to about 3000 and now he's up to 4400 this week on DraftKings. And he's doing what I'm probably starting because he's the cheapest option of the bunch, and even Kyler Murray's looking for him, right? I mean, we thought, oh, Dobbs is gone. Maybe they won't use him as much. Nope. Uh, Murray had no problem looking for him last week. So, yeah, I'm probably going to go with Trey McBride and save that money here. But you said it. Kincaid, uh, since Dawson Knox has been out, has been the guy in the end zone and we, i've been saying all game jets defense is really good well that's more against the uh you know they might take uh digs out somewhat take gabriel davis out somewhat i don't expect the uh the bills to be able to run the ball with cook or four and they can bring in they can bring thurman thomas back i don't think they're running the ball back all that well on sunday that leaves kincaid is the guy who might uh i think saying the focal point is probably too strong a word but the guy who may have to move the chains for them so i do like kincaid and you, you said it needs to be said about laporta he's been great all right, you want to pay up for him? I'm not going to argue with you. 
Not going to argue at all. He, he's my number one tight end on the board. He's even above Hawkinson this week, only because I just think uh, that is the, the crazy numbers that he's putting up, uh, TJ, from Minnesota there. But Laporta, in love with the guy, Cowboy fan, really wish they would have drafted him. Uh, but he's been great, and I don't think that's changing. Not only Sunday, I don't think it's changing for the rest of the year. Yeah, hey, let's let's go. You really bullish on on Detroit, George, and and I wonder from your perspective as we move forward. Uh, you know, so much has been made about the points that they score. Uh, you know, Dan Campbell, by the way, George, when he was the coach of the Miami Dolphins, it, it didn't look anything like this before. I think a lot of it has to do with their offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. I'm actually surprised that he doesn't get talked about being a head coach more. I think that's fair, right? Uh, I think this whole team, it took a, a couple of years for everybody to buy in, for, uh, maybe to put their system in place. I think this is sort of the, uh, what I like to call an avalanche team. All right, when Dan Campbell came in, he was fun, right? Oh, I'm going to bite kneecaps and bite ankles. You know, I'm going to get up off the ground and uh, take you down. You know, he had a lot of nice quips, and it was fun to, whether we were making fun of it or just laughing with them. But uh, the players have bought in. They've just bought in, and they're a fun team to watch. This is a team, by the way, you look at their schedule. They may be the team that has home field advantage in the NFC. They're not playing much of anybody, especially if, as far as defense is concerned. Yeah, they do play Minnesota twice. They play Dallas week 17, which is championship week. You know, if you're banking on Detroit players, you're probably not thrilled if they play Dallas in Dallas week 17. We all know the Cowboys are a different team uh, in Jerry's world there. But that being said, good team. They have offensive weapons all over yep. the place. I mean, there's not a weakness there, right? My only worry about them is probably Goff. Yeah, what will he do in a big game against a team with a big rush? That Cowboy, that's why that Cowboy game is going to scare me somewhat. But the offensive line is really good. The defensive line is really good. And they, they lost Brown for a couple of games. Didn't matter. They weren't using Gibbs in the beginning of the season. Didn't matter. You know, they just they find place, uh, players to replace. Maybe it's Ben Johnson in his system more than the players. But either way, it doesn't matter. They score points. And I think they're a good stacked team on Sunday. Another team, they're at home. I would feel differently if this game was in Chicago. But it's not Chicago. It's in a dome on the turf. So I'm going to be big on Detroit players. I think they're a good stack on Sunday as well. So Lions in the stack this week in your daily fantasy lineup. Make sure you get it in there. And no doubt, uh, George next week will be ready because, folks, uh, we got Thanksgiving holiday uh, coming up next week. So we have three games on uh, Thursday of next week and a game on Friday of next week on the Black Friday day. But fantasy sports today rolls on, folks. We are still going to have complete coverage for you next Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on Sports Grid. So those of you who had followed us all season long for fantasy advice, just tune back in Saturday morning. I'll be in the house along with Davis, and we'll get you caught up and get you ready for the big week of fantasy football, which is probably the biggest week of the season when you consider so many people are fighting for that final week of the regular season to try to get in the fantasy football playoffs. All right, coming up next, we'll break down what we got coming up in hour two. Stay with us on the grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. Craig Mish with George Kurtz with you here on the show. Folks, if you 
are going away for us this fantasy football weekend. I understand, but you really shouldn't because coming up next, we're going to break down every game in the National Football League from a fantasy perspective. We'll also take a brief look at the odds as well. We got fantasy or reality, and we got the sports grid 60. But, George, it is like put up or shut up time in fantasy. I got two leagues that I'm playing in that I consider for decent money. Uh, one league I got a real good shot. In the other league, I don't think I have a shot at all. I think uh, there's probably a lot of people in that situation. It feels like there's been more parity this year than ever. It's been a uh, – is it fantasy football is always a, a game of attrition, right? Got to stay healthy. And it's been a, a trying year for some of us. Yeah? And even though our, some of our top players weren't top players, and that hurts as well. I have uh, – I play in more than three, but my top three money leagues, one league, wow, I'm hot. I think I've won four straight weeks. I'm, what, I'm six and four. So it looks good, right? Playing well, and that's what you want. Maybe peaking too early. Still got four weeks left in the regular season here. Uh, my home league was the biggest money league. I already traded out in. I mentioned that early, uh, early in the week. Just didn't work out. Didn't work out. Too many injuries. And another league, once again, I'm, I'm in that tweener, Craig. I'm in that tweener. You know, I, I if I win out, I could make the playoffs. Also, a rule I like here, the last uh, the six plus team that makes playoffs is not the, my record. It's by most points of a team that doesn't make it. Okay, if I go off those points, I could get that too, but maybe not. Maybe not. We trade draft picks in this league. Uh, maybe more importantly, Craig, I've got Joe Burrow in that league. So now I got to sweat this out that we're going to hear good news about him. Wow. Uh, hopefully next week we find out exactly how bad that wrist is. Yeah, no, it's uh, look, I have Jamar Chase in the league. I'm sure everybody is kind of suffering through a lot of the same stuff. So with that being said, folks, let's shut it down for this hour and take a quick time out. You'll see some commercials. They'll be fun. And then George and I will be back for hour number two. And what we do is we go game by game, every team, every player, everybody who should be in, who should be out. The early window, the mid-window, the late window. We got it all covered for you. This is Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Don't go away. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 